Hey gang! Scooby-Doo's or Scooby-Don'ts is funded by Patreon. Join for early access to special bonus episodes and exclusive material, including the upcoming Scooby-Doo Book Club. Joining is the best way that you can be a part of shaping the material we produce, and we are super thankful to everyone who contributes. Thank you to David Green, Kyle Michaud, Katie Maxwell, Jordan Ferguson, Pablo Corden, Matthew Bang, Blake Sawyer, Ashley Martinez, Dan Reed, Gabriel Pesek, Toj, Jade Core, Wynn Richport, Samuel Chesser, Bradford N. Smith, Page on Gaming, and Alicia Harper for funding this episode. Welcome to Scooby-Doo's or Scooby-Don'ts. The original podcast that painstakingly goes through all Scooby-Doo media in search of those two Scooby-Doo absolutely or Scooby-Don't under any circumstance. I'm your host, Amelia. And I'm your host, Billy. We're watching Eating Crow. Or as I have apparently written down here, eat crow. I made it more of a verb than an adjective. Eat crow, I mean, and maybe- Is eating an adjective? Eating, well- It's an action. Eat crow, eating crow. I guess, like, it's it's more of, they are eating crow. As opposed to, eat crow, why, bitch. Why is, why is anyone eating crow? What the fuck does this mean? What it's, is it? It's an idiom. It's like, it's, you're admitting that you're wrong- and you're sucking it up. Like, what uh, does eating a crow have to do with that? It's a, it's something you don't want to do. Just like admitting you're wrong. I don't. I, don't, I see nothing wrong with eating crow if it's. Uh, surely it just tastes like chicken. Yeah, I mean, it's probably. It feels like it's morally wrong, only because corvids are so smart, and you shouldn't do it because then you'll you'll cause enemies. To be sure, the crows will hate you from that day forward. And you'll ha- <laughs> you can't- moving won't help you. Those crows will find you. And you're doomed. You speaking from experience in this situation, Billy? Experience of reading at least one Reddit post where this happened. Where they, they had to move a significant distance to get away from this flock of crows that they had become enemies with. Well, just prove you're the bigger, badder bitch on the block. Get See- a fucking gun. This, oh my god, I, oh I my feel god. like now you're declaring open war on the crows. Yeah, bitch! No, I'm, the, I'm the top of the food chain! I get it. <laughs> I get I think you're being a little aggressive, considering <laughs> that this is a fictional scenario. I think in this situation, I I would subjugate myself to the crows. Is that what? Because it's just crows. I don't, I'm not really gonna, I'm not gonna feel like less of a man. From subjugating to myself to the to earth to nature, I'm just saying. Look, I am wrong. I am not as good as nature. Here are some shiny rocks to make up for the lives that have been taken. But in the same vein, Billy, you're saying, oh, I, it won't hurt me to be the the bigger man and to bow down. It also won't hurt you to be the bigger man and literally just be the bigger man. And throw rocks at crows. I just feel like going to war with the Corvid race is not in my (laughs) best interest. of crows. They talk. They gossip. Pussy. 
You're Bring gonna, it on, crows! You're gonna start a war! An endless war! With who? All the crows that listen to this fucking podcast? It's... You know what? Magpies, you can suck it too. Oh my god, you're expanding your reach of, of enemies that you are creating! Ravens, ironically, will be on my side. Because, Ra- yeah, ravens... Blue Jays, also part of the Corvid family. Surprisingly. But they're stupid idiots. Like, I'm scared of them. So I'll take the crows and the blue jays. And the magpies. You're gonna take a group of birds <laughs> side. I think, well, this is... <laughs> over humanities. No, that's not... Billy, Billy is a fucking traitor. Human- a human- race traitor. No. Humanity... No, in my situation, humanity is divided among two lines, two warring factions. You starting to antagonize some crows has led to a global conflict that you and I are now on opposite sides of, leading the charges. And that's that's an alt history I don't want to see. You know that Bill Bailey bit with the, you know, the when bugs take over yeah. the earth? Yes. And he he posits, will spiders be on our side or theirs? Spider traitors, spider <laughs> traitors. You are the spider traitor! I am the spider traitor. <laughs> well, now that I know where you stand, maybe well, I'll take you out now before I, this starts. Before, before the Corvid Wars. See, the problem is now, this episode is going to seem so much less exciting than the global war that we have posited. Because the, uh, at first glance, hi, we're talking about Scooby-Doo today. At first glance of eating crow, we get a little skit, a little silent skit where some crows are making fun of a scarecrow, but then he starts doing his job and they get scared. Has a scarecrow ever worked? It's not called a scare chickadee. It's specifically a scare crow. But with crows being smart, have yeah. they ever worked ever? I ever. Gu- I guess if you see it at a glance, you could think, oh, the farmer's there. But as you like watch it, and you're like, well, why is the farmer just T-posing in the middle of the field for hours on end? Why? I, if I was a crow, I would go investigate that further. But then, okay, look. Farmers are always antagonizing crows, and no war has begun. Well, they're not, no, they're not antagonizing them. They're leaving decoys out there. That's the whole purpose. Scarecrows are the only thing between us and global war. Oh, my God. The crows will think that the scarecrow is the farmer, and to be frightened of him, the farmer will have had to do something that the crows know to be wary of. Okay, so here here is the actual thing. No, premise. I d- I'm going to say one small thing. Fred helps an attractive farmer he wants to impress when a terrifying scarecrow comes to life and tries to ruin her family's business. I'm glad that the one thing you had to say was the premise. <laughs> Moving into characters. No, I, well, about the premise, though. I do want to talk about the premise. The way it's written, I'm not sure if it's the scarecrow trying to ruin her family's business or Fred. You know, Fred Fred could be A, trying to impress her, B, trying to ruin her family's business. Fred Jones, complicated creature. Let's talk about him. Let's go to the Fred factor. Sure. Um, he wants to bang this farmer girl that he sees. Yeah, I mean, I wrote 
falls in love with a farm girl, but it's pretty early to say love. And also, she does not reciprocate, and he gets way too close to her face. Mm-hmm, yeah. He then ruins half of their stock at the farmer's market. Because <laughs> I... he leans against the eggs. <laughs> that was that was funny. Cracks them. I will... Gets coated in eggs. He I... runs it through... I am trying to speak! <laughs> Go ahead. Gee, thank you no, for I'm allowing s- me. I'm, I'm sorry, I just... I was interrupting you. I legitimately think it is so funny when he leans onto those eggs. I know it's broad humor, but I, I there's nothing funnier to me than him leaning his full body weight into a crate of eggs. Yep, it's true. There's nothing funnier to Billy. So what does Fred actually do to try and impress this girl? I don't know. I didn't make any notes about that. Oh, okay. Well, I... What is this, a fucking quiz now? No, it's just a conversation. I'm just trying to lean towards something. So Fred is trying to impress this girl, and he's trying to do it through solving the mystery, which is the good thing that he can do. He's very good at solving mysteries. Mm-hmm. And? And uh, not so much today. Because it's a stupid mystery. We see him using a, a literal magnifying glass, first of all, and that's not what you use for a general sweep of a property. Uh, and then he finds a haystack and decides to just root through it with his hands. This suspicious-looking haystack. Mm-hmm. He also roots through a sheep. Gets ass deep into a sheep. Not, okay, now is that literally what happened? <laughs> I into do... its wool, not okay. any orifices, you fucking pervert. I'm sorry, I... But he is confused today. He, he is... He's trying to follow the threads and they're just not lining up. Fred gets pissy in a passive-aggressive way when Shaggy points out his flaws during this mystery. To which I say, Fred, no one has got a gun to your head telling you to be friends with these assholes. It's true. It's true. Like, and I want to say, Shaggy's throwing out some legitimate points. But Fred actually just has the little quote, Normally, Shaggy, you're quiet during these huddles. But when it's time to poke holes, boy, you're right there. Super passive-aggressive. I think you should just be regular-aggressive. Punch him in the mouth. Then he won't well, say anything during these huddles. This that—that's your go-to. This—that's what's going to cause the Corvid War. Punching a hippie in the mouth. The the, the Corvids are going to go slack-jawed at that. Again, I'm trying. I'm trying to hype up these Corvids. Get you on our side. No. <laughs> I'm on the other side of the war now, out of spite. Well, what about Shaggy and Scooby? What about them? They're hungry at the beginning of this episode, and that's what makes them stop at a farmer's market. Their stomachs are growling so much in the van because they ate Fred's body weight in beef jerky. And we know this because they have then uh, put the wrappers in the actual shape of Fred's body. Yeah, it must just smell wonderful inside that (laughs) van. I can only imagine. But how do you think Fred feels with some sort of horrifying jerky effigy of him being made? Presumably not great. He's not friends with any of these people. He doesn't like them. He's tr- I mean, he's trying he to find a new person to hang out with today. He doesn't like anything about them or anything that they do. This is probably the least offensive thing they've done to him today. That's true. Uh, they dress as scarecrows at one point. Uh, I can't remember the exact reason. I don't think it was a distraction at the time. But they actually dress as, ca- as scarecrows filled with hay. They become the new scarecrows because they've decided that they like fresh vegetables, and so they're going to protect the farmer's crop. 
which is admirable. But like the whole point of a scarecrow is that it's pretending to be a farmer, right? So now this these are men pretending to be scarecrows, pretending to be men. And one of them's a dog. That That's even true. Also, we see that he keeps animals on the farm. So if anything, that crop of corn that was growing is just feed. Yeah, it's not meant for people. So Shaggy and Scooby probably shouldn't get too attached to it. Line here from Scooby. I just can't with crows. Okay. <laughs> it, Great. Just, just feels so... Scooby's on my side. Sco- yeah, but he's also doing that thing where it's Scooby-Doo talking like a modern person would. I just can't. That's not something I hear in Scooby's voice. It felt so put on. Scooby also says, sniff Toto for me. Yes, that is the part. <laughs> Sentence I never wanted to hear. And have heard. Thank you, be cool. Fuck you very much. Now, for context, this is when they're in the cornfield, and in order to fool the scarecrow, they dress as a lion and tin man and tell the scarecrow to follow the yellow brick road. They put the scarecrow into the Wizard of Oz context, but they don't think to just go at him with fire like they do in the movie. That is legitimately how the Wicked Witch bested the Scarecrow. Oh my god. A best the Scarecrow. Like, he was this <laughs> it indomitable was a, It force was a gentleman's beforehand. duel. Oh, Scarecrow, let us have a gentleman's duel today, and perhaps I'll best you. I shall, of course, use fire. You shall use water. <laughs> We're at opposite ends of the element spectrum. Back in the day in the Scrappy-Doo show, when they did Scooby Wizard of Oz... Who was who in that? What was Shaggy? Do you remember? No, I remember Scrappy was the Tin Man. That was spot fucking on. That he right. didn't have any heart. <laughs> what would he be the was either Shaggy or Scooby have to be the lion still though? Because that's well, there were only three of them, Billy. There were, well, D- Daphne was there too, wasn't she? Or was this was this before Daphne? This was the Richie Rich era. I will find the corresponding image. Keep. Talking about other crap. Okay. Uh, well, I will mention my favorite thing that Scooby-Doo said. I'm not sure if it was Shaggy or Scooby. I think it was Scooby. But when they're being attacked, he calls it a crow detat, which is just a lovely play on words. Because, like, we have, we have a coup d'etat, which is, you know, a coup. Americans, you know that very well. Uh, but <laughs> with crows... He's replaced coup with crows, and that's that's very, very funny. Very, very, very funny. You just keep telling yourself I, well, that. I'm, trying I'm, to talk yourself into it. I'm only trying to extend my talking here to, uh, while you search for that image. It's not working very well. Do you have anything else for Shaggy and Scooby? I have one more note for them, literally, and it says, Here's Shaggy and Scooby just yelling at the cross. <laughs> because... I remember this now. Shaggy was a scarecrow. Ah, no brain. Yeah. Shaggy was a scarecrow. Scooby was the cowardly lion. That makes a lot of sense. So Scooby couldn't even reprise that role. He plays almost every other character in the in the Wizard of Oz bit here. He's dressed as the Wicked Witch. He's dressed yes, as Dorothy. Yes, we all know the characters of Wizard of Oz. We were all children <laughs> once. Some of us still are at heart. We can move on, though. 
of the Velma vision then. She's allergic to hay and crabgrass and everything else and becomes a dripping, oozing mess. She, she's Oh, joy. She's really allergic in a really gross way. And can we mention the fact that while Velma is sneezing, she never once covers her mouth at all? No. Like, do you want COVID? This is how you get COVID. <laughs> this is how you get all assortment of disease. Yeah. I, I cannot believe... I know that it would have been extra animation to have her put her face into her fucking elbow, but... I don't even think it was that. I think it was literally that they wanted the fun, fun gag... Of her snot and mucus and saliva landing on other people's faces or clothes or things they were holding. You can't just say, it's just allergies. It's still disgusting yeah. and stupid. Stop pandering to children with this gross-out shit. You're being incredibly inconsiderate. And if anybody should know how germs travel, it should be Velma. Like, I know these are allergies and you're not actually contagious, but by God, like, I don't want your snot on my face. Also, Mikuchi's ability to make a good sneeze sound effect is, like, zero out of ten. Achoo! 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 Over and over again. WB, you have been making talkies for, like, 85 fucking years. You do not have a sound library that you can pull a decent sneeze from. There's, there, are so, there are so many fun ways to sneeze. You can have a good, hearty sneeze in there. And with, with variants, you mix it up. But you're right, this was the one achoo with snot flying everywhere. And I am simply not a fan. Very bad episode for Velma today. I feel like the last seven episodes in a row have all been bad for Velma. Well, this one very specifically, because I feel like it, if she was a real person in today's climate, she would be getting people killed. Well, even before that, if I ever saw a real person just sneezing like this and yes. letting snot drip off their face as they try to interact with other humans, I'd punch them in the face, like, legitimately. It's just a sign of a bad person. The Daphne Dilemma. Daphne thinks Shaggy and Scooby are so lucky to be best friends. Poor little rich girl never had a pet. Oh, my birthday's so close to Christmas and I've never had a pet. My life is so hard. She had show horses. <laughs> no, no, no indoor pets. But she had show horses and her mom had a show cat named Show Horse. Ah ha ha ha. How sad is it that her mom had a cat, but she can't consider it her pet? Well, that cat was probably kept in a kennel, like fucking veal. If it was just a show animal, That's it was terrible. probably treated awful. It's absolutely terrible. Uh, Daphne's shtick throughout this whole episode is that she is adopting new animals. And it starts with a wild rabbit, which like, okay, that's a wild animal that's running around. She hugs it way too tight. Too it's much. like eyes bulge. And I think it should have, this episode should have ended like of Mice and Men, <laughs> where Velma just has to put Daphne down because it's kindness. Because one of these hugs that strangled puppies and rabbits at the beginning of the book has now crushed a, a living woman's windpipe. And he's wanted for murder. <laughs> Is that what happens in that? Yeah. Have you never read of Mice and Men? I've never read of Mice and Men. Well, that's the ending. I know the, I know the ending is like a, a, like, ooh, just look at the beautiful sunset. 
I'll take care of things back here. Yeah, they end but... up on a farm as farmhands, and uh, the farm owner's trampy wife goes after the one that's, like, mentally incapable. Right. And he's too strong and doesn't know it, and kills her. Life's hard. I got, I got... It's a book. I know. But it's based on true events, in a way. <laughs> society. It's based on a true society. That's what all books should say, man. Based on a true society. Just talk, give the fucking animals that I Daphne will, adopts names and let's go. Uh, okay, so Daphne, Daphne adopts a rabbit named Duffy, a pig named Dinky, a goat named Dippy, a duck named Ducky, but that was too easy, a lobster named Donnie, and a horse, and a chicken, and a sheep that we do not name. I don't know the names of those last three. She says she's twins with the horse because it also doesn't listen to Fred. <laughs> Which is admittedly. Fred, br- get in your van and leave these people behind. <laughs> she, The fact that they both don't listen to Fred is her second point. The first is that they both like horses. You don't know that. Not all horses like horses. Not all people like people. They do an, a thing again in this episode, and, and I guess it's sort of something they, they do fairly often, where Daphne ends up being the voice of reason, bringing everybody together in the end. Uh, like, for a, hey, everybody, we've all done this one thing, and the thing that they've apparently done this time is not admitting things, being distracted by things. Because I know Velma won't admit that her allergies are causing her problems, Shaggy and Scooby are always distracted, so they get a pass. She's been distracted with her her wanting of a pet. And Fred's been distracted with his wanting of a pet, if you know what I mean. I don't. Explain yourself. Some sort of physical affection from a member of a sex that he finds sexually appealing based on his own interests. Well, didn't you drain all the joy out of the term petting? (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps I did. Minor mentions. Uh, First of all, I want to give a shout out to the American Gothic townsfolk we see as we drive into town. Because we first start with a couple who are literally American Gothic. We see some other people. And it ends on a goat and a baby. Both carrying pitchforks. Ripe for a spinoff. Goat and baby. <laughs> they got pitchforks, they're gonna get ya. They're, they're the antagonists. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dark horror series. But then getting into the real minor mentions, there is, of course, uh, Beth, the blonde farm girl. I'm not sure if her full name is Beth Jonathan. Because her father is Farmer Jonathan, but that might be his first name. I think Farmer is his first name? I, you know what? I didn't before, but now I definitely do. Now I think that his full name is Farmer Jonathan. And that her name is Beth Jonathan, daughter of Farmer. <laughs> no, her name is just, we don't get a last name. Alright, so it's Beth. Uh, she's, you know, down... Because since the Scarecrow came to life, the crows have been eating their entire field. Just stupid. Shouldn't the crows be terrified now? Shouldn't she be terrified now that a Scarecrow has come to life? 
she's really underselling the part. She's like, oh, the, great. The scarecrow came to life and abandoned his post. Like, it's, that's not the biggest deal here. They put him upon that cross to suffer for man's sins. <laughs> I mean, protect this cornfield. She get, She's really pissed at Fred at the end for trying to send her father to jail. Yeah, as one would be. Spoilers, he committed a crime. Take him to prison. Which, yes, agreed. I think everyone that committed a crime in this episode legitimately committed a crime. At the very least, hassled Shaggy and Scooby. I think there are several of these cases where at the end of the episode where they're like, no one needs to go to jail, Shaggy could stand up and be like, I was assaulted. I bet you Shaggy's real litigious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think Shaggy should sue. Maybe Scooby can't, because, you know, dog rights are always up in the air in this series. <laughs> but I think Shaggy definitely has a legal case. Farmer Jonathan, as the next minor mention, is a man of few words. Throughout the episode, we only hear him say, Nope. And, Yep. Like, I'm having a phone call with my father. Uh, but he also says at the very end of the episode, Midland. And that wins me back. I did just say I want Shaggy to sue him, but I'm I'm won back a little bit by the use of a single Midland. Then there is the exceptionally creepy gas company man. He gets a stinger and a slow zoom in on his shadowy face every time he says something, but he always says nice things. He does. I wrote here, extremely creepy, so must be a good guy. It's that trope where he's just absolutely misunderstood. He tells them all they need to back off. And at the end of the episode, we learn that he means by, like, nine feet. That That is just where the property line ends. Social fucking distance, Velma, you <laughs> sick, gross, That's it. oozing bitch. That's it. He also, he does carry portable tissues for Velma. So, I wish she would use them. Uh, then there's Old Tom. Not to be confused with real Old Tom or Dead Tom, who are from He's up dead. in Treasure Island. Yeah, that's why they kill him Dead Tom. Dead Tom's always been dead. Is that... That's the joke when they find the treasure and Tim Curry fires his pistol, right? Yes. He hits dead Tom. <laughs> Why did he aim for dead Tom first? Because dead Tom's already dead. He doesn't want murder on his hands. He's a pirate. And he's Tim Curry. He's not opposed to murder. We can only have so many deaths in this movie. Billy Connolly already kicked it. Polaris. <laughs> like a Tim Curry that's getting a blowjob while trying to deliver some lines. I, I do Tim Curry at the exact moment that he's throwing the gold in the air in the montage sequence. You don't even hear him. Exactly. But if you did hear him, the sound he would make is... Toxic love! Alright, the villain. Uh, <laughs> not old Tom, but I will... Well, kind of. Before we leave old Tom, I do want to say he comes at Shaggy and Scooby with a pitchfork. Long overdue. The villain of this episode is the Scarecrow. There is a 1700s legend of Jebediah Thorne who used to own this land. He dabbled in black magic and said he would one day come back to reclaim it. And why would he come back as a Scarecrow? Because that is the form his black magic has taken. Elements of the earth, of the grass, he would, it would grow up as the hay. And then when reformed as man, 
Walk. I don't know. Did Jeepers Creepers have an origin? Did they say why he was a scarecrow? Okay, first off, you're assuming that I'm such a big Jeepers Creepers <laughs> fan. A movie starring Justin Long and was released in, like, 2004. You watch more horror films than me. I thought and there was a shot. Yeah, that like, I watched it when I was, like, nine, Okay. Really? That could stick with you. All I remember is that Justin Long's in it, and it was bad. <laughs> All right, well, nobody watched Jeepers Creepers. I forbid it. Uh, instead, we're going to talk about the scarecrow here. He's a scarecrow. Not much to say. He's got a hat. He's got flopsy arms. Yeah, I usually love a scarecrow. This one is terrible. Everything in this series is terrible. Can you make one good villain? Well, the problem this time was Fucking that... Cyclops and Ireland bullshit. I, you're still upset about that. Uh, no, you know what? I am too, because it should have been a Cyclops, and they called it a giant. This scarecrow is actually two scarecrows that didn't know about each other. Old Tom and Farmer Jonathan both found pockets of gas underneath the other farm, so they wanted to force the other farmer to sell. Uh, and that's why they were leaving contradictory clues and why both of their costumes were causing different reactions in Velma. Because one of them stuffed it with crabgrass and the other stuffed it with a second variation of grass. Hey. Hey. Is, is it a feasible plan? Yeah. I mean, it works. They, no one ends up pressing charges, and they're both rich at the end. So it, it worked for them to fool around with scarecrow costumes with each other as some sort of weird kink. Look, if they're both this greedy, though, you gotta believe that as soon as this, like, the gas company comes in to start pumping this natural gas, they're gonna try and, like, send the other one to prison for something. And it might as yeah. well be, oh, he harassed me as a scarecrow a little while ago. Well, you did that to me first. These two are fucking assholes. I, yeah, you know what? I think if we were to actually follow them in more episodes that abandoned the Scooby gang and just took place at this farm, you're right, we would find them snipping at each other over and over again. That's a very valid point. Were the scarecrows themselves scary? No. It's like I said, I like haunted scarecrows. These ones were whatever, who cares? Yeah, we also only saw them during the day, really. Yeah. Which is not when scarecrows are their scariest. Scarecrows are supposed to fall apart at some point, and then you just watch them stuff themselves back full of hay, and that's supposed to be real creepy, but mm -hmm. instead we just get this asshole that follows the yellow brick road yeah. on the advice of a child dressed as a cowardly lion. <laughs> and his dog dressed as a tin man. They'll each get one, so that's a two for the scarecrow. All right, I... I didn't find them that scary either. You're right. I might just go to a three only because I average out higher than you. But I don't think I have any other specific points. General thoughts and feelings. First off, thank God they didn't redo the Fricket Fracas. You were so worried this was going to be a Fricket Fracas episode. As soon as I saw that stupid scarecrow with his stupid flopsy hat, I thought, oh, fuck. But no mouse sounds were made. Two... The, the whole chase scene takes place in a wheelbarrow that is propelled by <laughs> Velma's sneezing, but that's not the point. The point is that they are not allowed to be in a wheelbarrow anymore. It was done perfectly in the Johnny Bravo crossover, and it has been retired from the gag arsenal 
We're putting it down like a jersey. No more wheelbarrows. I actually forgot they did a wheelbarrow there. I just wrote down that a wheelbarrow is not an efficient vehicle for being chased in. Especially when no one was actually pushing the wheelbarrow. And the scarecrow himself is in a wagon. That has four wheels opposed to their one. It's like having four more horsepower. I did completely dig the vibe of the chase song, though. But I am a whore for Britpop, so that is no surprise. And it definitely had a Britpop vibe. Should Britpop be on a farm? Probably not. But I still really liked it. The song, not the episode as a total. Good, because it was boring. Yeah, and I I was honestly spending most of it just being absolutely grossed out by Velma. And I don't want gross-out humor like that. I think you're really pandering when you do gross-out humor. Because, like, 5% of children are going to laugh at a fart joke, and you're going to cater your whole fucking episode to that kind yeah. of thing. Just, it's lazy. And so it, stupid. And the problem is, like, as an adult, I'm looking at that, and I'm like, oh, that's fucking snot. That's not good. Like, it's different than being slimed by some sort of slime monster. Bill Murray gets covered in slime in Ghostbusters. Good old time. Velma expels mucus from her nose onto a map that Fred's holding. And we see it later, it actually stains the map. Like, it's still got those marks. And that was a fucking survey from the 1700s. You've ruined it. It's gross. It's bad. Uh, overall, though, oh God, I, I am sort of indifferent. I don't know, like, a low Scooby maybe for the episode? Uh, Scooby don't for me. I'm tired of being generous. This series sucks and I hate it. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm unsurprised that that is the conclusion that you've come to. Do you know what our next episode is? I Scooby Dooby Doo is next. Somebody's getting married. Well, looking forward to that. Uh, <laughs> Should I leave in the huge long pause as you try to make a joke? Yeah, I just so have. Everyone can see the I bad had, you can. Bad jokes. I had some crickets or something. I had absolutely nothing for that one. I'm at the Billy Seaguire. Amelia is at Fatal Amelia, and we can be found collectively at Scooby underscore Doos. If you want to listen to any of our old episodes, they are streaming on our WordPress, Tumblr, and YouTube page. We have a Patreon page. We're both on Instagram under our Twitter handles. And I have my own personal YouTube page under Fatal Amelia for spooky related stuff. I super remember. I (laughs) I super remember that, Amelia. I super remember it. Good job. I super recommend checking it out. Amelia has recently posted a video on American McGee's Alice, and it is absolutely worth your time. 49 minutes of it. And on that note, that's it from Scooby-Dooby Us. To Scooby-Dooby-Oo! Now, fun fact for the listeners, our power has been out this entire time. I'm going to maybe go try and talk to the building manager. Yeah, if you never hear from us again, because we don't have an internet connection. Oh, they won't even hear this. We can't post it.